Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee for April 30th, 2018. I know, April's done as of today, but the time uh, you probably see this will be into May and, and beyond. Summer will be here and Memorial Day will be past and all that stuff. So yeah, uh, we're right before May Day, April 30th. And uh, the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee is always a fun thing to do and get together and I appreciate you when you take a chance and either watch the video or download the audio on your uh, your your iTunes, your Apple podcast, whatever you do. It's on SoundCloud. However you listen to it, I really appreciate it, whether it's audio or not. Uh, I just spent last Monday, a week ago today, at the uh, Northwest Food Service Show, which takes place at the Portland Expo Center. It's a fun show. Uh, a lot of exhibitors. Not a huge show. Uh, it only takes what, a half an hour, 45 minutes to walk the floor, and I walked it two or three times and met a lot of people. I still have, I don't know, 20 or so business cards. Folks, I, I gave away, oh, by the way, don't go away, don't go away, hang on, I, I got, I'll be right back. I might edit that out, I might not. I might just leave it as is. Uh, seriously, two minutes before I was ready to leave the house last Monday and head up to the Northwest Food Service show, guy knocks on my door, knock, knock, knock. It's uh, UPS. They've got three big boxes of me of my new book, which is Trade Show Superheroes and Exhibiting Zombies. So I grabbed three of them, I took them up, and three people at that show were the first people to get the official copy of the book had a little conversation with them, talked to them a little bit. They they asked what I did and I told them what I did and, and uh, it turned out that, that they would have benefited from this so hopefully they do. Anyway, that was a lot of fun. So uh, the book is out, it's on Amazon. The official release day is tomorrow, May 1st, but it's there, it's, uh, it's on Amazon. Just look for Trade Show Superheroes, you'll find it. Uh, if you subscribe to my newsletter, you'll get all that information as well in the newsletter. And if you happen to go by tradeshowsuperheroes.com, uh, that's going to change here in the next couple of days. If it hasn't already, they're going to get some freebies. For instance, if you get the book, you'll, you'll be able to go in and get a couple of extra freebies and things like that. I suppose if you didn't get the book, you can still track the freebies down there somewhere there uh, on the website. But the book is out. I'm really excited about it. I'm doing a big promotion on Twitter um, that'll probably be rolling out in the next three or four days or a week. And so you may see it there if you're on Twitter at all. It's a Twitter-specific promotion, so I'm just curious to see how it goes. It was a kind of a, a low-budget thing, um, but you know, I think it's going to get a lot of reach, and, I, and I'm curious to know how it's going to go. So uh, anyway, uh, wish me luck on that. <laughs> on the podcast interview today, I got a chance to speak with uh, Mike Stanton. Now, Mike has got a company uh, named Agitprop, and he does a lot of promotional products, branding, been in the industry forever. Uh, anybody that's been in the industry over 20 years has you know, been around forever as far as I'm concerned because so much things have changed. Uh, so many things have changed in the last um, 20 years, but uh, he's been doing it. And what I really found out from talking to Mike is that you know he really knows how things are manufactured. He looks into it. He understands how things are manufactured. He asks the right questions of clients and potential clients to make sure that they're getting what they want. And so we talked about that and the race to the bottom uh, if you try to compete on price, which is not the thing to do. We, we don't do that. Uh, fun fun uh, interview. Uh, so check it out here with Mike. And I want to welcome Michael Stanton of Agitprop uh, to the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Mike, it's good to see you this morning. Thank you for joining me. Very good to see you as well. How are you doing? And you're in the Bay Area, correct? 
San Francisco, California. Wow, great city. One of my one of my favorite cities. One of mine too. I've lived here thirty some odd years. Well, it's interesting. We can talk about the city for just a minute because uh, with the 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 tech. Uh, world kind of moving in next door it's really changed the city hasn't it i mean drastic uh, the changes that i've seen over the past 30 years have been nothing short of dramatic yeah. um you know san francisco itself we've been through two or three dot booms and correspondingly two or three like three <laughs> or four dot busts and stuff yeah. but the city is changing dramatically we've got cranes everywhere the buildings yeah. the the rents, the it's yeah. There's been a lot of change over thirty years. Yeah, I drove through there uh, just uh, last August and then noticed the cranes and was like, wow, they're really building a lot there. And there's some interesting issues with them, but we don't need to get into that with some of the one of the buildings uh, which is there. So. <laughs> Look it up. Google it. There you go. So yeah. I wanted to bring you on because I thought it was interesting what you do. You're you're involved in the in the promotional products industry, and that has a lot to do with trade shows. And so uh, just give me kind of a background of what you've done and, and how you work with trade shows. What is that? Well, your approach? In, in 20 some odd years, I've, 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 I've worked with a lot of companies, Nokia, Wells Fargo, NBC, Lockheed Martin, you know, Google. I can run down a list of clients for quite a ways. And uh, I have worked primarily with a lot of trade show people. What I've enjoyed about that is they have, deadlines, they have budgets, they have ideas, and we get to go and do something fun. So um, the way that I've worked with them in the past, there's really a couple different ways. Uh, we start with who's the target, what's the goal, what's the budget, how can we get that executed? I can, you know, brainstorm ideas, put together stuff, uh, or I can also work in the uh, go fetch mode some people have said i want people come up to me and said i want this and they right. hold up a picture from a magazine and then i've got 10 minutes to find the manufacturer <laughs> <laughs> well you know uh, we're all put in that position that you, your clients want something and you jump because you want to serve them and i, I understand Absolutely. that so, so promotional products i mean there's such a wide range and they keep changing you know i i have worked up here in salem with a uh, with a, a, a woman that is in a, in a networking club of mine. And I've done just a couple of small things. I've had right. like this branded shirt, for instance, is, is yep. something that she's gotten for me. And we also did some branded tumblers. Tumblers are very popular. So I did, I gave away like a, you know, a couple dozen of them around Christmas last year to some clients and Absolutely. Good friends. So those types of things. So when people come to you, are they, are they looking for something specific or they just, uh, sometimes they're looking for ideas. Where do you find those, all those ideas? Cause there's well, so I'll tell you what, one of the, one of the most difficult things about this industry is, is it's really a commodity industry. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you can go online right now and type in custom hot sauce and find somebody to put your face on a bottle of hot sauce in, in 10, 15 minutes. Yep. Um, so that part of it's really difficult. Um, but what makes it interesting, I mean, it, one thing I can tell you is I will never win the race to the bottom. Right. <laughs> I agree China, with you. Yep. There's, there's someone in China, you can order it through, through branders or, uh, you know, or, Office Depot or Office Max, whatever it is right now. Um, but what makes it different is knowing what's going on for, knowing how things are manufactured is really important. For example, one of my clients, I was working with an advertising agency. Part of their logo was uh, an exclamation point that was made up of a lot of, you know, parallel lines and, you know, it was kind of an intricate parallel. Anyway, he wanted that embroidered on a baseball hat 
Well, in a six-panel baseball hat, there's a seam right down the center, which right. is exactly where they wanted the exclamation point. <laughs> Plus, you have all these parallel lines, which are going to end up being really thin, which is going to be really difficult. I said, we have a problem here. You know, this is not going to embroider well. He's like, that's kind of what I thought. I said, but we could do a five-panel trucker hat and screen print it. No seam, the screen print's gonna get the parallel lines perfect, and boom, you have the desired result. And it's that sort of knowledge that actually speaking to someone, or someone like myself, brings to the table. It's like, I, I have an idea by knowing how things are manufactured in the process, this is how we get it done. And that comes from just spending a lot of time in the industry and, and facing those types of issues over the years. And, and, and if you go online, this, the guy that's answering that question may be just working for the last week or so. You don't know. Well, uh, so a lot of it really wasn't into customer service is what it really, it kind of is your edge in a, in a commodity business. It's knowledge. It, it, really, it really is knowledge. Because like if you go to some of those primary websites, you, literally, you are, as you said, talking to someone who is just going, yeah, we can do that. There, there's a there's a phrase that you should keep your ears open for. Yeah, we can print that color. Right. <laughs> Will it end up being that color at the end of the day? Right. You know, and that's and you know, I've spoken with friends. And I've you know, I have some friends that are just you know, penny you know, we'd say uh, penny wise and pound foolish. Uh, yes. They've got something back. They've gotten their promotional ends back, and they're like, yeah, they turned out pretty crappy, but they were cheap. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The hash browns were terrible. So they gave me more. Because <laughs> because they were cheap. <laughs> well, you know, and, and, and I think we all in business kind of fight that uh, urge to to cut our price just to get a job. And, and I learned a long time ago that that really doesn't get you anything. And as you as you put it, the race to the bottom, we don't want to be in that race. So you have to have an edge. And then that edge really boils down, I think, the relationship you have with those clients. And it sounds like you've been in the industry a long enough time that you've got long-time relationships with a lot of clients and that's probably what it really boils down to i i do and also too uh there, there's a trade show that i go to in las vegas i call it three days of bouncing blinking balls and articulating flaws <laughs> and um i was going there i have some friends who make lapel pins uh i've been working with them for a long time debbie and lapel and we were going to go out to dinner after the show that night you know just us a couple and a couple other folks and so we're gathering over at Everett Debbie LaPrell's booth and I'm waiting for the clock to tick yeah. and all of a sudden I see some guy and I go, hey, come here, come here. You need lapel pins? And I grabbed the guy, <laughs> drag him into the booth and I, I went through, there are about a, a dozen different ways you can make lapel pins and I went every single way. You know, this one's good for four color process. This one's good for die cap. You know, th these are the advantages and disadvantages. This is cloisonne. This is pressing. And I said, here's a piece of paper. Next time you need a lapel pin, call Debbie and Laprell. And Laprell <laughs> looked at me and she goes, you can do that in every single booth at this trade show, can't you? And I went, yep. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> I know how things are manufactured. And when you have an outcome in mind that will eliminate certain processes, timing can eliminate certain processes. Located. Yeah. yeah that's Let's talk I, about the branding a bit. Cause a lot of these companies come to you and it's not related to a trade show. They just want something that can brand their, 
company. So how, what kind of conversations do you have around that with companies that say, we need something because we're going, we're doing a corporate event or we want to have something to hand out at uh, you know, a, game, a game or something, you know, anything. Well, uh, and you hit, you hit the nail on the head right there. Are we, doing, uh, are we attending and sponsoring a corporate golfing event in Tucson this week in the dead of winter? Are we having a dinner at a, you know, hosting a dinner for our 20 highest clients at a luxury resort, you know, at the trade show? I mean, these are two very, are we just trying to do, uh, is this a customer incentive? You know, for, for Nokia, uh, this is uh, what, one of the things we did for them. To, they had a display division and to get the customer registration cards, uh, we actually did boxer shorts. Yeah. You want some boxer shorts? Send us your send us your card and your and your home address because we'll mail you something. <laughs> um, yeah, you can but, brand virtually anything, and so so that it, I'm sure that branding conversation is is one that you have probably frequently. So well, and actually, you know, uh, getting okay on the branding itself. When I first approached Nokia, they were getting these boxer shorts done, and they were plaid. Okay, and they were doing a screen print onto the plaid field. And so I said to my client, well, who was not my client yet, I said, you know what we can do is we can do a private, we can do a woven label. Okay, like in the back of your shirt. Yeah. Okay, and then sew that on the belly. Advantage, number one, you're printing white onto plaid. How, how visible is that? Not very. Yeah. We do a woven label. It's one step less in the manufacturing process. It's cheaper than the screen print. And every time you put your underwear on, you're looking for the tag going, okay, which way is the front? <laughs> and so we, so we got them better branding, higher perceived value, and saved them a buck right then and there. Right then and there. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and that's just by understanding process. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to promotional products, I'm sure stuff is very hot, then it gets cold, and then stuff comes back next year that's hotter. So what, what in 2018 are people asking for? What, are they, what, do, what do clients, end users, like to get? Well, uh, technology is big. Tech, sure. yep, yep. Okay. And one of the things I've done over the last few months, I've done a fair amount of uh, Bluetooth speakers. Um, oh, I bet. Yeah, I see a lot yes. of those. Yeah. And you're... you're Although I have not done them, you're going to see, start seeing more of the wireless charging stations. Yeah, we were doing uh, the power banks last year and the year before, and now that you know, now we're going wireless with that. <laughs> um, one of the things with there's certain things um, that you actually do get what you pay for. You know, speakers is one of them. Mm -hmm. If you spend two dollars and ninety nine cents on a speaker or an earbud, earbud, guess what you've got. You've got a two ninety nine speaker, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And yeah, same thing with um, the the wireless phone chargers. Those are those are anywhere from five dollars to twenty five dollars. Right, right. Are are tumblers uh, still still big? Tumblers, like rock. Um, yeah. And it's it's one of those things. You know, there are certain rules of thumb you have. Like, okay, you have your your plastic. You're just Plastic single wall, that's going to be cheap. Yep, There's your dollar yep. ninety nine two fifty. That right. is the one with a foam core. It's got a, uh, you can actually have a stainless steel or plastic outside, then a foam core insulation with possibly a stainless interior. Uh, that'll, that'll, which will be good for drink, um, a reduction of taste transfer. There you go. Um, <laughs> 
the next step up from the foam insulated ones is going to be the vacuum insulated. Yep. Ones, yep. You know, um, and those at once you get into the vacuum, you know, the foam, they're going to be the five ninety nine, four ninety nine, seven ninety nine. The vacuum anywhere from ten to fifteen. Right. Uh, the vacuum insulated rock. They really uh, do. Yeah. And, and yeah, those they, those they are the ones that I gave them. Until yeah. noon. Yeah. Exactly. Or keep your your drink cold for the rest of the day. Yeah. Precisely. Exactly. So, exactly. You know. So, well, uh, I, this is fun talking with you. And uh, so how can people get a hold of you, Mike, if they were to, to track you down online? I know we ran across each other on LinkedIn, I think. Well, yeah, indeed, indeed we have. Uh, well, you're certainly welcome to uh, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. That's always awesome. And yep. I think on LinkedIn, I go by Mike Stanton. Okay. S-T-A-N-T-O-N. Um, my company is Agitprop. Uh, we are found on the World Wide Web at uh, Agitprop. Propolis, that's A-G-I-T-P-R-O-P-O-L-I-S dot com. Agit like agitation, prop like propaganda, Olis <laughs> like metropolis. Hey, there you go. Agit Propolis. Uh, I love it. Yep. So th those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Um, you know, I've got a phone and I know how to use it. Should I give it at that number out or just emails good enough? Uh, emails or LinkedIn and yeah, your website. People can track it. Yeah, down. LinkedIn yeah, and website, yeah. but agit prop. That's what I do. That's the okay, best way cool. to find. Mike, it's a pleasure talking with you. I always learn something when I talk to people on this show. So thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me along. All right. Bye-bye. All right. So this is a prop for the uh, second part of the show. Um, <laughs> thanks to Mike for... Um, for joining me, Mike Stanton, great interview. I, I liked it when we talked about uh, as salespeople, we don't want to be in the race to the bottom. So, so many people that sell are though. They want to just cut their price a little bit to get one more job, and if you do that, then you're in the race to the bottom, and and you have to differentiate on something other than price. So you try and do it on service and relationships and things like that. So fun, fun uh, conversation with Mike. I really appreciate you sure, uh, spending some time. All right, so uh, trade show tip of the week. Oh, hang on, we got Scruffy. Scruffy's coming up. Scruffy wants to say hi. There he is. Um, <laughs> uh, tip of the week it has to do with follow-up. I'm still doing follow-up. See, I was at this show I mentioned, Northwest Food Service Show, and I've got you know a few people I want to follow up with. I'm still following up on the stack of cards I got at Expo West in, uh, gosh, early March, second week of March. Um, and I've, I've made it through probably a half of those. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sending out books because I got, I got the new book here. I'm sending out some of those. So I've just started that. I've made a lot of phone calls, following up on some leads. So we're going with that. But I think that I, I've learned over the years that I have to, I really have to have a structure in place and an organization to make follow up effective. And I think that's very important, no matter what business you're in. If you're doing trade shows or if you're attending trade shows and you're, and you've got people you got to follow up, you got to have a bit of organization and structure to go with that. You gotta have a plan. I spend uh, an hour a day making phone calls and then I block out another hour of the day right now uh, and this will go until I get through 100, 150 books, uh, you know, an hour a day to send out 10 books a day. I, I remember uh, a year ago or maybe two years ago when I had my first book out, um, I, I, I sent out like 100 or 85 or something, and I did them all in one day. And, and looking back, like that was insane. Why did I, why did I bother to do that? Uh, not only did it take a lot of work to do it in one day, but when I got to the post office, it took an hour or more to go through all of them, to get them all out. If I take 10 at a time in a day, I'm just over there. Uh, it, it's, it's a lot less time, but I'm still going to be consistent in getting it all out. So the plan is really to do that. So 
Uh, one good thing, let's wrap up the show. One good thing, I have to admit, I really like LED lights. Um, uh, there's the red version. I got this uh, not long ago. If you can turn it on, it's got the white. Ooh, that's really bright. Yeah, okay. Um, but I, I got this flashlight. This has got um, uh, like 1,100 lumens or something like that. It's really insanely bright. Um, it's... <laughs> It's, it's crazy. Uh, LEDs, of course, uh, in the trade show world, LEDs have had a very, very big impact, especially on uh, light boxes, backlit graphics. There's not much heat to them, very little heat, and very little power goes into them. But the brightness has come a long way in the last five years or so. The cost, the technology has, uh, the cost has gone down. The technology has really improved. So LEDs are very, very big in the trade show world. And, uh, Let's just leave it at that. Hope you have yourself a great week. Uh, this is Tim Patterson, Trade Show Guy. Go over to Amazon and find this. Take a look at it. Buy it. Leave a review. And subscribe to the podcast, too, at iTunes. Thanks. Have yourself a great week. Bye.